Tom Brady. You've all heard of him, right? The former heart and soul of the New England Patriots and now the starting quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The six-time Super Bowl champ, the four-time NFL MVP, the GOAT. He's rich, he's talented, and it seems like Tom Brady has everything he could ever possibly want in life. But in an interview with Steve Croft in 2008, he said something pretty surprising. He said this, why do I have three Super Bowl rings and still think there's something greater out there for me? I mean, maybe a lot of people would say, hey man, this is what it is. I reached my goal, my dream, my life. Me, I think, God, it's got to be more than this. Then Steve Croft asked him, what's the answer? And Brady replied, I wish I knew. I wish I knew. We can't help but feel sympathy for a guy like Tom Brady, right? I mean, this guy has everything he could possibly want in life, and yet he admits that there has to be something more. He's harassed. He's helpless in his unbelief. Well, today we see a group of people just like Tom Brady. We see a group of people who were harassed and helpless in their unbelief. But we also see Jesus' compassion on them. And we see his compassion go to work. Today we see that Jesus seeks the lost sheep by asking us to pray for workers and by providing and equipping those workers. As Jesus was going through Galilee, healing the sick and raising the dead and driving out demons and proclaiming the good news of the gospel, he saw the crowds. He saw the people who were harassed and helpless. And they weren't harassed and helpless because of any sickness or disease. No, they were harassed and helpless for a much more serious reason. See, these people were being harassed by the terrible teachers of that time. Basically, you had two groups of teachers. You had the Pharisees. The Pharisees taught that works and keeping the Ten Commandments would get you to heaven. And then you had the other group, the Sadducees, and the Sadducees denied that the resurrection was even possible. And so these teachers were leading these people down a path of eternal suffering. The easy thing for Jesus to do in this time would have been for them to just for him to just walk on by. It would have been easy for Jesus just to say, not my problem, and keep going. But we don't see that happen. Instead, we see Jesus' compassion go out to them. Matthew writes that he had compassion on them. And this wasn't just a surface-level, superficial, artificial compassion. No, Jesus had true compassion on these people. He saw their problems, and he wasn't going to ignore them. He saw them as sheep without a shepherd, and he knew that they needed him. And so Jesus was absolutely determined to gather the crop. And so the first thing Jesus does as an act of compassion is tell his disciples of these people's need. He told them, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Jesus wanted his disciples to share in the compassion that he felt for these people. And so Jesus looked at this situation with a glass half full. He didn't say that there wasn't any hope in this situation. Instead, he said that the harvest was plentiful. But the problem was that there wasn't a whole lot of workers to work the field. And so the first thing he does to involve his disciples in this compassion is ask them to pray for workers. 
He said, Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. This was the Lord's harvest field. So, of course, he was going to bless this prayer. He wasn't going to let any of his chosen ones fall through the cracks. And so he tells his disciples to pray for workers that would faithfully go out into the world and proclaim the gospel to the lost sheep. Jesus had true compassion on these people. It wasn't compassion that was inactive, but it was compassion that led to action. He truly loved and cared for these people, and he wasn't going to let them go. Jesus wants us to share in that compassion as well. Just like he told the disciples to pray for workers, he asked us to pray for workers as well. And as we pray for workers, we are also welcoming the fact that we will also be those workers ourselves. But how often do we fail to do this? How often do we fail to pray for workers, and how often do we fail to take the opportunity to be those workers ourselves? Are we so content with the people here today that we forget about the lost sheep out there? I think if we're being honest with ourselves, we do all of these things quite often. The fact of the matter is that the harvest is plentiful and we often fail to realize it. There are people in each of our lives that are lost. There are people in each of our lives that are like sheep without a shepherd, harassed and helpless. And we often fail to go to them. When the staunch atheist comes up to you at work and talks with you, do you think to share Christ with him? Or do you leave that for another day? Or think about that family member that fell away in the past. Do you ever think to herd her back into the flock by sharing Christ with her? Or do you not want to step on her toes? Or if you're like me, you have a lot of really good friends who aren't Christians. And if you're like me, you haven't had the courage to really have that serious conversation about who Christ is and what he does for us. We don't always have the same compassion that Christ has. And this isn't what Christ had planned for us. Jesus wants us to be compassionate just like him. And we often fail to do that. But even though we often lack compassion, Christ's compassion overflows. He has a heart full of compassion for the lost sheep. He proved it when he lived a perfect life for you. That perfect life goes on your account as credit. He proved it when he died for all of your sins on that or with that excruciating pain on the cross. That sacrifice paid for all of your sins. He proved it when he defeated death on the third day. That miraculous event certified everything that he had done and gives you the assurance that you will rise someday too. Finally, he proved it when he brought you into faith at the waters of baptism. When he turned you from a lost sheep into his beloved child. Jesus had compassion on you when you were lost. He continues to have compassion on the lost, and he continues to have compassion on you. Thank God for that. Thank God that he was compassionate enough to bring us into the fold. And now Christ's compassion 
gives us compassion. Christ's compassion fills our hearts with compassion. It gives us compassion to be compassionate towards others. And so this part of the gospel is, is pretty ironic, isn't it? If we think about it, Jesus called his 12 disciples and asked them to pray for workers. And then in the very next verse, he sends those workers out to be the workers. Jesus made the, made the disciples the answer to their very own prayers. And for the most part, these disciples weren't anything special. For the most part, they were uneducated, unsophisticated, slow to learn, and weak in the faith. These disciples were normal human beings, just like you and me. And since they were normal human beings, they couldn't go out and do this work by themselves. They needed to be equipped. And so Jesus gave them some special gifts of healing the sick, raising the dead, and driving out demons. But he also gave them instructions as to how to carry out this ministry. He told them to go to the lost sheep of Israel. Israel were God's chosen people. He wanted them to go to people who were lost, to the people who were helpless. And as he went there, he, or as they went there, he wanted them to proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. The kingdom of heaven is anywhere where the Holy Spirit works through the word of God to get to people's hearts. This is exactly what Jesus equipped the disciples to do. And then finally, he gives them one more instruction. Freely you have received. Freely give. The disciples were freely given this message of the gospel, and now it was their turn to freely go out and give that message of the gospel to all the lost sheep of the world. Do you realize that that's often what God does for you and me? God wants regular Christians like you and me to be the answer to our own prayers for more workers. He wants regular Christians like you and me to go out into the world and reach the lost sheep. He wants us to have compassion just like he had. But how can we do this? We just, we just talked about this. We, we often lack compassion. We're sinful human beings. Well, the fact of the matter is that Jesus equips us to do this work. He equipped us just like he equipped the disciples. He gave the disciples some special gifts of healing the sick and raising the dead and driving out demons. And although we don't have those same miraculous gifts, Jesus gives each and every one of you your own gifts for ministry. You might be a really good people person, and evangelism may come easy for you. You can use that gift to reach the lost sheep of the world. You might be really good with music. You can use that gift to beautify worship and proclaim the gospel to the lost sheep. Or you might be really good with technology. You can use that gift to proclaim the gospel to the lost sheep on the internet. God has given each and every one of you special gifts for ministry. And now it is your turn to go out and give that gift of the gospel to the world. So I wondered about Tom Brady. I wondered if anything had changed in his life over the last 12 years spiritually, and I was sad to find nothing. Our heart goes out to a guy like Tom Brady.
And so we pray that him and all the other lost sheep of this world would, would come to faith someday. We pray for opportunities to spread that life-giving gospel message. And we thank God. We thank God for giving us that gospel message. We thank God that he has equipped us to do this work. And now that we are empowered by Christ's compassion, we freely give. Amen. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guards and keeps your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.